0: Hi, my name is Mike Levinson, and the last thing I prayed for was Batman to be over.
1: Okay, hi guys. Okay, I'm sweating actually. Hi guys, welcome yeah. to Pray for Us. It's a podcast about religion. Hallelujah. We're your hosts, JC and Jessica. We're two former hi. hi. We're two former coworkers and current Jews, based in Los Angeles. And today, we're interviewing comedian and writer and friend Mike Liebenson.
0: Welcome, welcome to the pond. Hello, Shabbat Shalom.
2: (laughs) Shabbat Shalom. Good whatever day of the week.
1: (laughs) It's almost Friday. TGI almost. It's Friday somewhere. (laughs) It is. It is Friday somewhere. Is it Friday in (laughs) Australia?
2: yeah any southern hemisphere okay brains brains and beauty sorry i'm not gonna apologize for that um
0: (laughs) we're we're in we're in moods clearly me too i'm ready to fight
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay dream (laughs) dream fight dream celebrity death match who would you fight
0: who would i fight yeah Oh my God. Okay. See, I've never even thrown hands. I've been slapped. I've been slapped at theater <laughs> camp by a girl. That's like my only experience of the fight. <laughs> That's it. And I'm trying to think who would I pick? I mean, Judy Dench, I feel like would be scrappy and honestly would win. I would be rooting for her and I would be fighting. I would be fighting her and I know she would win.
1: That's just your way of saying, I need to meet Judy Dan before she croaks. So, anyway, we can get her <laughs> That's into this conversation.
0: <laughs> well, once again, she would be killing me. I promise you, she would win. I love that. <laughs> All right. So, let's get into it. I guess I, yeah. Sorry. Thank
2: God for editing. I don't know how to transition from that, but I'm going to attempt to. So, present day as an adult, how would you define your relationship with religion and how would you identify?
0: I would identify as not religious, but spiritual and loving, Mm -hmm. loving Passover. I guess, (laughs) I guess I would identify as loving Passover.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Elijah, he's the goat. We love him. He's so fucking sexy.
0: (laughs) Like my family did a virtual seder this year, and I thought that was super fun. You mean last year?
1: What 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 password are you celebrating? Sorry, yeah,
0: this by this year I mean last year. I guess that was wow, April of 2021. Feels like truly a month ago. I I love brisket, and so I guess I'm really here for the brisket.
1: I love brisket too. Are you when it comes to your brisket? Um, does your family do like the red, saucy kind of like ketchupy vibe, or is it more like,
0: okay, i was I was just about to say ketchup forward, like super ketchup forward, which isn't my necessarily my favorite way to do brisket, but you know, that's how my family did it. So I will how would you cook a brisket? You know, that's a great question um, <laughs> jesse you ask fantastic questions and i think i would say (laughs) i would make a brisket that is super juicy super juicy lucy super tender um melts in your mouth and makes you say amen
1: (laughs) 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 my my mom does her brisket like
0: yeah why yeah like what's honestly you also must know like i am like culturally jewish like i was raised unitarian universalist if you know what that is because my parents could not find a synagogue they liked Wait, in our you area were? yes whoa so that's Back the sect of christianity right it's barely it's like christian diet light like the most like it is basically choose your own adventure religion edition like you basically study every religion and then decide you you get in front of a congregation um when you are 13 and you affirm what you believe. So you're like, I like this, this, and this about God. And maybe I don't believe in this. And then you walk through a flower arch. At least that's what we did at my church. How cool. Yeah, and then my dad, my dad's side is like, my dad is like, I'm 50% Latvian Jews. My dad is like 100% Latvian Jewish. So like that side, like I celebrate every Jewish high holiday and Hanukkah, et cetera. But you know, I never got my bar mitzvah or banai mitzvah, I'm a twin.
1: Um, Wow, there's a lot to unpack here. You I'm so sorry. I'm throwing <laughs> no, you. this is why this is why you're on the pod. I got to backtrack a little bit. Was so was your mom born Jewish?
0: No, my mom was born I think of Lutheran.
1: Okay, so that further that better explains like the universal. What is it, Unitarian Universalist?
0: Yeah, they. I mean, they liked it because it was kind of like it was a way to give us structured religion, which I guess was important. I guess for like I don't know, building morals and. Being a good person, sure. Um, uh, But, you know, not necessarily forcing us into believing like Jesus was our Lord and Savior. Very queer, very, like, inclusive. Like I said, we, like, we went to, like, mosques, synagogues, different churches, the Baha'i Temple from Chicago. Yeah, it was super. I loved it. It sounds like I'm literally preaching universal. No, universe- I
1: honestly, I knew one I mean, girl. You've
0: converted me. So
1: I knew one girl growing up who was universal. Like, why, why can't I even fucking remember? Unitarian Universalist? Unitarian U- Universalist. <laughs> the tongue twister, and I remember people would always be like, "What the fuck is that?" And like, she turned out to be the sluttiest girl in the grade. <laughs> That's so one I- of the tenants. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. I always wondered if there was like some he connection bend there. Bends over. <laughs> <laughs> hope she's doing well um sure <laughs> we is. wish her the best i, <laughs> you're I twin. mean you have yes, a, go friend. ahead i'm cutting you off please no
0: go. i was just gonna say i was definitely one of the weirder kids. i was so this is what's also odd i'm from an extremely jewish town in chicago so like i was one of the outcasts who wasn't jewish i was going to i would say two to three bar and bat mitzvahs a weekend in seventh grade wow well, I wasn't jealous? even that popular I was so jealous. Everyone got themes, like Broadway themes. My my cousin James had like a, a movie themed bar mitzvah, and I was so pissed. We got a, a a banquet, and it was like just my family, and it was at like twelve p.m. and it lasts like an hour.
2: That's almost like the bar mitzvah version of like an elopement or like a micro Absolutely. wedding. You know what I
0: mean?
2: Just like so toned down.
0: Lily was. I felt like a. Like, it was like a brat, a Bratzilla because I just like, I was pissed. I was at my banquet pissed that it wasn't a bar, bar and bat mitzvah. I didn't get like an entrance song. Because on JC, I'm sure you had a full number. I had
1: a, f- I don't even remember what my entrance song was, but I sure know I
0: had one. Did either of you <laughs> do service bar and bat mitzvahs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, those were always the like, I roll all fine. I guess I'll go, but let's hope, there's, go. let's hope there's merch. <laughs> we
2: had socks at my reception or like party, not reception, as a reward. But I remember one girl came to the service in the morning and she was wearing a spaghetti strap dress. And even though it's a reformed congregation or synagogue, they gave her like a little shawl to cover her shoulders. You have? To. Wow.
0: And, and I, I was she, embarrassed for her. I hope she stole the shawl at least. I hope she did too.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm That's kind a of like, who are her parents? How did her parents not know that in almost any place of worship, don't you cover your...
0: Shoulders? I don't know. Or is her just dad Judaism? was Jewish too. Oh. Yeah, what well, was she it's... Unitarian Universalist or
2: something? <laughs> <laughs> she was like half Christian, half Jewish.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, so, certainly I don't know
2: what
1: in a mosque, you have to cover much more. Certainly in a mm-hmm. Buddhist temple, you have to cover much more. I'm not sure what the standards are for church, but I th- I think it's pretty universal that you're like, not showing kneecaps or shoulder bones. Well,
0: yeah, kneecaps I mean, look, are fine. I just got my yarmulke. sure I stole a few. I, I loved wearing them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The little gay inside of me had no idea, but he like was loving the accessorizing. I think that was it. <laughs> I think he loved the pop of color.
2: Like a small hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like a little...
0: Jess, did you have a theme?
2: I did not have a theme. This is something we've discussed several times on the podcast, but my mom didn't allow my sisters or me to have themes because she thought it was tacky.
1: And it is, but like lean into it. Yeah, but you're 13. It's like, obviously you're, you're a full child at 13. If you have a theme at your wedding, that's tacky. A theme at a bat mitzvah is like standard. But Mike, oh, yeah. you have to understand, Jessica's from Arizona so ah. probably and not to like shade all zonians but like i'm sure there were some tacky Bob mitzvahs in arizona and i'm sure i mean oh, how for are, sure yeah you know there were, tacky we're in arizona in... scottsdale
0: okay yep yep yep
2: is your dad from latvia did you say latvia or Lithuania? i always get that latvia, Latvian. Yeah. Latvian. and that is where my ancestors are from yes, so come
0: through no, my so my great my great grandparents on my dad's side were I believe immigrants. So then my grandma, first generation, and then my dad, yeah, okay. super, super suburban.
2: And then where is your mom from?
0: She's from uh, well, she was born in California, but she grew up in um, uh, Cleveland. If you can believe. Oh, you can I'm believe. Yeah, very that. chic. Mm-hmm. What was that Shia LaBeouf movie? I'm just ba- I'm blanking. Disturbia. No, it's a, it's, it's a place in Cleveland. It's like the rich part of Cleveland.
1: Shaker Heights.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I didn't know that because of.
0: Wow. Thank you. Because
1: of Shia LaBeouf though. I just know that. So my boyfriend's grandpa is from Shaker Heights or around Shaker Heights. And he, every time, I mean, I've met him once, but that one time I met him, he was like, I was the only Christian person in my community. It was all Jews, me and the Goldsteins. And he was and like, I mean he's being cute and nice. He was like trying to relate, being like, I love Passover. I love my neighbors from Shaker Heights. But that's the only reason why I know
0: what Shaker Heights is. That's sweet. Well, sure. the Caldwells, <laughs> the Caldwells were not Jewish either. So maybe he knew the Caldwells.
1: <laughs> I should I should call him up. <laughs> so you have a twin? I do. What's the T?
0: I mean, what isn't a T? He's seven feet tall and 400 pounds.
2: (laughs) I assumed it was a woman. I don't know why.
0: So did I. It's probably my hair. Who's to say? But uh, (laughs) no, he is a he he, and he is seven feet tall. He's uh, his name's Sam. And he's, Hmm. um, yes, he's my twin and my twin flame. But, you know, he's got his... He's, uh, he's, he's on the spectrum. He's got a lot of learning disabilities, et cetera, et cetera. I just got gay. He kind of got like everything else.
2: <laughs> if it's not one thing, it's the other.
0: <laughs> exactly. So like we were in the womb together and now he lives in Tennessee.
1: <laughs> Tennessee, how'd he end
0: up there? Get him on the line. <laughs> he went to school there. So he went to okay. um, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, and has stayed there. He loves Chattanooga for some reason. And he like, for him. and this is the, this is the crazy twist. He found Jesus. He briefly even adopted a Southern accent.
2: That's so Madonna of him.
0: Very Madonna. It was like, ha, you've reached, and he changed his last name too. So hi, you've reached Samuel Connell Caldwell. I'm not here right now. So you can leave a voicemail. You know what I mean? It was very, it was full of that, full drag. So he, t- <laughs>
2: so he, said, he took your mom's last name. Her yes. maiden name.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's sort of a feminist move of him. It sort of is.
0: I, I like that argument.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> that wasn't going to be my first <laughs> conclusion. My first conclusion, however, was, "What's a guy with the name Levinson doing in Tennessee?" Which I know. Would, which I'm sure it was part of it, and hey, understandable. I was going to ask another question about the accent. Was it like a soft launch, or it was just like? all at once here we go no
0: i would say it was like full egg drop just like he was <laughs> just one day he just had a full accent we're like cool but now he doesn't have an accent anymore so we're back so to, he's cured. we're back to the basics
1: oh my god that is wild how often yeah. do you see your parents and how often do you see your twin
0: Okay, so my parents are divorced, which I know is my burden. Um, They got divorced when I was three. And so my mom now lives in Colorado. My dad lives in Chicago still. So I see my mom probably once a year because she literally lives in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. Um, Like, truly, you have to at least take two planes to get there or drive 24, like, harrowing hours. Like, truly, like...
1: What town?
0: It's called Pagosa Springs, and it is truly gorgeous. I'm um, it sure. goes to Springs, and that's like the best of town screen. truly gorgeous. Uh, it's famous for <laughs> they have the world's deepest theodermal hot springs. Cool, that sounds fun! Yes, have you so, been? Oh my god, yeah, no, I so i we've actually gone there every year of my life since I was two, and um, like since I got divorced because my the Caldwells had timeshare points, and that was one of the places um, we could go. So for some Time reason, they would go a full ponzi scheme but mm-hmm. my mom yes. eventually moved there so i guess it can it work it well
2: i feel like they basically extort you so of course it's gonna work <laughs> like <laughs> there's no other there's option n- you have to die yes, literally <laughs> there's no way to break that contract
0: yeah and it's a full it follows because it was then passed down to my mom like my p- grandparents died and then it was passed down to my mom and then i'll probably get stuck on with the this. floor that's oh, kind of no. exciting for you though Yeah, something to look forward to dreading. Obviously, we talk weekly, at least sometimes twice a week. um, If she's lucky, text. She'll tell me what she's watching. All of her Amazon shows are like Masterpiece Classics or like she loves like Acorn TV, like all the like British procedurals. That's her bread and butter. Um, So she'll always just tell me like watching Reacher. Love it. That's that's what I'm getting. That's usually our contact. But like I see her around Christmas time and then my dad, I go back maybe like, Twice a year to to Chicago, but I'm also like, I live in a gorgeous place. Like, come here. Yeah, they don't come here yeah. enough. My parents The city come of here. Los Angeles. The city of Los. In
2: Los Angeles. case I was wasn't aware, where in LA do you live?
0: I'm in Los Feliz. How about you?
2: Santa Monica. Okay, Santa so you're Monica. also a West Side
0: girl. I met J.C. for the mm-hmm. very first time the day before she was moving Moved to, to the, the West, West side. side.
1: I know. Uh, She's different now. I'm actually not. Let I let really want to come back to the East Side. I, <laughs> okay, that's I'm, a gag for. No. Full twist. I did not expect that. I know full twist, but also to twist it even further, like everything is so fucking expensive. I'm probably just going to die in this apartment. Biden's inflation. It's real. (laughs) Just kidding. We love Biden. It's Um, not his inflation.
2: How
0: much is gas over by y'all? Six dollars. Yeah, it's like six to. I've seen. I've seen in Beverly Hills upwards of seven fifty. Yeah, that's insane. My mom sent me a meme of nine dollars. It was a $9. Where gasp. was that? That's somewhere probably here.
1: Probably here. I drove, I take a pole dancing class in Englewood.
0: As you showed. Like, oh,
1: I didn't know that. Yes. And um, <laughs> a surprise. And um, this started only like two months ago. So it's very okay. recent. I haven't done like a uh, Instagram. On <laughs> Instagram? I haven't made it public Instagram. yet. Because like, I'm not good yet. But I. In my brain, I was like, oh, gas must be cheaper over there because it's not like Beverly Hills. Sure mm-hmm. isn't. Sure isn't, you guys. It's it's the same.
0: Yeah. You're, it's hell everywhere.
1: It's hell everywhere. It is. It's hellish.
2: Whoa, I can't talk. <laughs> More hellish in some places, but universally hell.
1: Universally Unitarian.
0: Yeah, universally <laughs> Unitarian.
1: Do they believe in hell or no?
0: If you want to. That's what's so great about it. Lily. if you want to.
1: I
2: feel like what's that pro like that program at NYU where you basically Uh, like Gallatin School of Individualized Studies. That's what it is. Wait, what is it called? Gallatin School of
1: Gallatin School. Individualized (laughs)
2: Studies, where you literally just study whatever you want and you like make up a major.
1: (laughs) I know a girl who got her master's in storytelling, I think through that program. In a way, same because I study journalism. So
0: can I, can I read you the seven principles of, uni- yes please Universalism yes, Unitarian- please. Okay. I keep on also messing it up. I'm really going, I'm Unitarian Universalism. Okay. First principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person. The second principle, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. The third principle, and get ready for this one, acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations. Fourth principle, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Fifth principle, the right of conscience and the use of the democratic process within our congregations and in society at large. Sixth principle, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. Seventh principle, respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. Can I get an amen? Honestly, I'm converted. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Who could argue with that? Exactly. That's literally it.
1: I love that.
2: I'm sure like some people are probably not into it, but
1: that sounds so fun. Do you remember what your like affirmations were at your 13th
0: UU ceremony? It it truly was something like I walked up and I was like, God could be out there. I do not care, but I wish you all the best. (laughs) (laughs) I, I threw up peace signs and I just walked through. I strutted out. You crushed. I did a death drop and just (laughs) (laughs) carried me and they carried me out.
1: You, you and I went to school together, but we didn't know each other. Uh, Um, we were just talking about Broadway themes. We were talking about some uh, we were talking about some shit, right? And it led me to remember what was your major at school?
0: Okay. I started as vocal performance and then switched to TV, radio and film.
1: Oh, you did switch. Okay. I I did switch. I thought you graduated as a vocal performer.
0: No, I I sprinted out of that major as fast as I could.
1: Are you a singer or songwriter?
0: I am, I am a singer, songwriter. He's oh, an
1: amazing oh, singer. singer and an amazing songwriter.
0: I have like schemed my, that's how I like sort of schemed my way into um, comedy is I just sing and I make little songs.
1: It's
2: tough to do that, but if you can really corner that market, stay there, like, I think very few people are good at musical comedy. Cat Cohen, an alum, being one of them. And yeah. You know, she's others.
0: She was definitely like, I remember like just graduating and like seeing her and like Larry Owens actually randomly was like friends with um, one of my friends in, in college. So he used to just be like, John's friend, Larry, who would come and visit. And that was kind of my introduction to, oh, people like sing and make people laugh. Like I literally just mm-hmm. like, it did not, connect I did not connect the dots there and like making up songs to make my friends laugh was just like something I was doing at all times to an I think my friend's annoyment most of the time but like I didn't realize you could just go on stage and do that so I think it really like opened my eyes into like okay I I've always wanted to try stand up but I never thought there was a place for me there and then I just kind of took a stab at it I was
1: gonna say do you remember your first comedic song that you wrote?
0: Okay, I do. And I'm, my first song I wrote as an adult, um, another Syracuse alum, Katie O'Brien, who is now my manager, we were assistants together at Three Arts, which is a management company in Beverly Hills, California. And um, I was telling her one day, I was like, I think I might want to try like music, musical comedy like Cat Cohen or Larry Ellen. She's like, You should. No one's doing it. No one's doing it in LA. You've got to like quarter the market here. And, um, she was like, write a song and send it to me and I'll give you notes. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to put my whole pussy into this. And I sent her truly a seven minute song, seven minutes. And, um, it's this, it's a song I don't really sing anymore because it was clearly like the first song I wrote. Um, it's called song with sad lyrics. But like I sent it to her, and I was like, this is perfect. No notes. I know she's just going to love it. And she was like, yeah, Mike, you cannot sing a song that's <laughs> seven minutes long. So I think she sure helped me get can. it down. She she helped me get it down to like three minutes. But the first song I ever wrote was with do you know what au pairs are? Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. So I grew up with au pairs. Um and So did my cousin. Yeah, it's well, car- look at it's that. character building. It's definitely character building. Um we would go through at least one to two au pairs a year because my twin was so tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would was- with your mom or your
2: dad? Because I
0: like would they each have their own O pair or how did it work oh my god can you imagine that'd be so much that'd be so much more fun no we had one but they always lived with my mom um, okay and so like they knew my dad my dad was kind of like the cool like old older like friend of theirs but like mm-hmm. my mom was like their boss mm, um gotcha and uh yeah like I said my twin was very difficult he once He once took you know like switch combs like they look they're combs that look like knives like switch switch blades yeah yeah Yeah, he once pulled a switch comb on an au pair and she thought it was a knife (laughs) and I'm not kidding she she was at our place for maybe two days and then packed her bags that night and left.
1: Do you remember all of them? And then like where were most of them from? Yeah,
0: I, rem- I I remember almost all of them, especially. I mean, here's the thing. If they stayed for over like a year, of course, or, yeah, of you or over. Then of course I I remember them very fondly. Like we we had Jessica from Canada. We had, my favorite au pair, her name is Isa. Um she actually still lives in Chicago. Yep. She met a jazz pianist when she was um working as our au pair, and they're now married with a kid. And oh my she said, she from She's Finland? from Brazil. She's from oh, Brazil.
1: Brazil. We were just oh, talking about Brazil. We were. Before you got on the Zoom.
0: Really? Do oh, you want to go there? What's up? What's the tea?
1: Jack, my boyfriend, was just oh, there. He's there. Yes. He was just there and now he's back and now he's going back again in April. So I guess he's just moving to Brazil without me. I don't
0: okay. Know. <laughs> you should go. Obrigado. That's obrigado. what I said
1: too. Um, I would love to. Beto. Oh, uh, I, have work. <laughs> <laughs> I have
0: work. I have work. As the Brazilians say, "Peril." I have
1: work. I <laughs> believe <laughs> language is Portuguese,
2: but maybe that is a Portuguese word and I don't know. It's oh um. Wait, but did you write a, a song about one of your no, I didn't.
0: No, we wrote, so Issa was my favorite au pair and we, she was very creative with me and very like helped kind of pull me out of my creative shell, etc. And so we would write songs. She would like encourage me to write songs together. So we wrote one song called Pineapple Smoothie when I was in, I think, fifth grade. And it goes a little something like this. You stole my pineapple smoothie and I can't get a new one because my mom only gave me $3 and smoothies are really expensive because they're (laughs) loaded with vitamin C and antioxidants. Don't worry, it's about to pick up. But don't drink too many of them. Cause they have a lot of calories. Cause you stole my, stole my pineapple smoothie. You stole my, stole my pi- vitamin C. You stole my, stole my pineapple smoothie, and I can't get another one. And uh, yeah, that was a honestly stole a banger. A very honestly, yes. a it's kind of, of times.
1: wild how our brains. Just maintain, not maintain, retain, like, songs from, even if they're made-up songs. Because I've only written one song ever with my friend Stephanie W., and this must have been in second grade. And I still remember it. It makes no sense, but I remember it.
0: Can you sing it?
1: I'll sing it. I can't sing, but... It went like this: I could never get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, until one, until one day, I showed the world I was, 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 was truly the one, truly the one to face my fears against the universe. We take, we take our power and our strength and find our inner peace. And oh wait, and then it went something, something, something because we are the super duper natural girls.
0: Okay. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Super duper naturals would be a they would be a world phenomenon. Black pink (laughs) blue?
1: Super (laughs) duper (laughs) natural girls? Yeah, Yeah, the super duper natural girls. (laughs) The super duper natural girls. But like what was the beginning of that song? I have no idea why why were those the lyrics we went with?
0: (laughs) I felt the I feel the rawness though. I you were clearly trying to give a voice to the voiceless and yeah. <laughs> that resonates with me as I was too. With pineapple smoothie, obviously.
2: Speaking of music and lyrics, did you have like any exposure to what are they called? Oh, any exposure to cantors or like Jewish music when you were growing up? Or was that not really part of you? Cause that's like very vibey, if you will. And those songs, prayers, Stay in your head for sure.
0: Yes. Oh, I. I okay. If you sang them, I probably remember them. But I said because I didn't go very often. I would only mm-hmm. go for, like the high holidays. We would go. My we went to an extremely like reformed, reformed, reformed synagogue. It was so reformed. It was a traveling synagogue. Like every time, it was like, where is it going to be? The where is it going to be? This service truly like it was just like in a random oh because they didn't have like a building or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so it was just like wherever I guess <sighs> they could get the free space <laughs> for the night. Um, so. It was like this kind of hot, honestly, kind of like hot rabbi. And then um, the cantor, I think was his wife. And like, she was like very, very jewel on the guitar. And like, that was like, that was my experience. I never did the Jewish choir or like saying so there were kids who were singing, I think a little bit more. I, think my I did cousin, that. I did yeah. the choir. I wish I did. No, I actually, so what I have more experience with was I, my voice teacher in high school he um, was music director of a Catholic church, which is crazy because he was, like, super, super, super gay and was the music director oh, of a Catholic right church. What did I say? Open? Was he out? Yes, yeah. extremely. He had a partner. Oh, like, wow. All of that. Um, uh, like, Lily used to, like, breed cats, like, like, collected perfumes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, very <laughs> open about his homosexuality. Collected Christmas ornaments. Like, like truly, every time I would go over for a voice lesson, he was bidding on eBay for a, Christ- <laughs> like a Christmas decoration. It'd be, like, July. And he'd be like, hold on one second, Michael. I've got to bid on this, like, rare, like, 1963 Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> this character needs to be written into something because... I've oh, this is one thousand
0: one thousand percent. Um I mean he's the reason that he swindled me into studying classical Voice. That's a whole other podcast episode. But he was like, Do you want to come sing at this Catholic church? He would like pick the his best students to go sing at this Catholic church on Sundays and we get paid fifty dollars um a Sunday service. Yeah. So 50, honestly, it was like pretty good. Yeah, it was I was making like a hundred, sometimes hundred and fifty a weekend as a as a high school student. That's amazing. And that was, like, yeah, that was, like, my, like, allowance. That was, like, my coin on the side. It was amazing.
2: That's plenty of money for a high school student.
0: Yeah, but obviously that music is, like, that music's terrible. But, like, I did is it. it wait, yeah, like, I don't, don't really the Catholic, know Catholic Like, like, songs. I mean, it's very, like, Ave Maria, but, like... Uh, did you guys watch... Oh, I know Justin, Mike, did you see Batman? I just saw it last night. I mean, that was it's the score. So- <laughs> I, I mean, like... I started at Joker Riddler when...
1: I mean... I love Paul Dano, but Ave Maria was the entire soundtrack. Was Hans
2: Hans Zimmer? Did he score it? That's the only composer I know. No, he didn't.
0: I don't think he did. I think he.
1: There are a lot of composers. You're gonna say Hans that Zimmer did.
0: Stupid. Ah. Well, who else knows yeah, like I'm all logging, of the I'm famous off. composers? That's so niche. Nicholas Britell. I was gonna say Never Nicholas Britell, John Williams, um, who did Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Etc. And then Hans Zimmer, who I love. I didn't realize Hans Zimmer also did like Nancy Myers movies, yeah. which is my favorite fun fact.
2: That's so funny.
0: There, that's a very
2: specific style of scoring. Because, I know exactly. like, He's got the range. He has He range. certainly does.
1: And he like performs live in concert. He
0: he should be the producer for Super Duper Natural Girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think we can afford him. Me and Steph W. <laughs> We don't have the funds. He's One getting day. married. I'm sure she's spending a fortune. JC filled me in on a fun fact. She said, You
2: sold a show recently? <laughs> yes, I did.
0: True? Do I have a deadline announcement?
2: No, but here I am. That's all that matters. But so you're a real real deal, He's a real writer, deal writer. Producer. Does
0: it all. Yeah. I guess, so. I guess so. Yeah. And it's a music it's an animated musical. So That's amazing. Um, uh, That's also super fun that I get to like incorporate the music of it all into that. Yeah. And that's
1: how I knew about um, him actually being a talented songwriter. Like I knew he could sing whatever I've seen him sing. But the songs that were part of your animated pitch and animated show that will hopefully be coming to TV's near y'all at some point in 2024 or five. Yes. um, Six. They're good ass (laughs) songs. Like. Homeboy can
0: write. Thank you. It, uh, yeah, I don't. It's one of those things of just like I don't know how or why, but yeah, it just like if if I well, focus God, enough, obviously, yeah, literally, it makes me believe in a higher power. What is what does RuPaul call it? The the source. I think he calls it the source. And oh. we'll go with, we'll go with the source. But that's one of the when I wrote like Magic of the City, which is like the opening song. It truly was like something else just tapped in, and that's how it felt. I know that's cheesy, but like. I don't think I'm That's smart so enough. Cool. I don't think I'm smart enough to write that, but here I am, my fingers typing.
1: It's not even about being smart. It's just about like going with your gut and having a passion.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or having
1: wealthy and successful parents.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I don't mean to tie it back to religion, but like <laughs> that is like singing is like that one thing that makes me feel connected to something. And like that's like, that's why I do musical standup because otherwise I would not be able to stand in front of people and do anything. It makes me feel powerful and like connected and just like, I become a different person when I start singing. That's so beautiful. That's literally how I used to like, before I was, I, I well, I was in therapy starting from like age three to probably 17, but then I took a break from like 17 <laughs> to like 24 And, like, truly the only way I was able to console myself in that little period was just, like, singing my feelings in the shower. What's
1: your go-to shower song?
0: Oh, it was Being Alive from Company, almost to a sad, tragic point. Because that song is about being alone and dying. and Just being (laughs) alone and not finding love. And, like, pretty much dying alone. And Being Alive is Mm -hmm. about finding love. And I was just perpetually single. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not anymore. when you were 10,
1: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> no, I actually have a boyfriend now. So that is, look at that. Mazel. Thank you.
2: Is your boyfriend religious at all?
0: No, he is not. That's he, great. I mean, <laughs> he went, <laughs> sorry, full stop period. I log off. <laughs> He's not, I don't have an interesting, I don't have any interesting things to say about it. Um, I think he went to like Catholic school for a beat. Okay, that's cute. But you ha- you should have him on the podcast to talk about it.
2: We <laughs> should, we could, we totally could. I just wanted to read you an excerpt from your LinkedIn bio when oh, we were doing no. a little research on you for the pod. <laughs> it goes, I am a passionate college student interested in internship opportunities in television development, writing, and production. I hope to become an actively creative member in the television industry, focusing on writing
0: and creative development. That being said, do you believe in manifestation? you know, I do. And, uh, um, that clearly I was also like towing the line of like creator. I was trying to convince myself that I wanted to be a development exec because, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, no, and I'm serious. If I could, if I could be a development exec, I probably would be. I'm just very bad. But you
1: have enough talent to not be. They're two totally different professions, of course, but I do think a lot of folks, maybe myself included, Who are development execs are people who like once had a dream of potentially being the talent or being the writer but realized quick enough that it that that wasn't going to be the successor for them. Um, And I'm very, very, very happy on what I do, but I'm glad that I decided earlier to not be. The talent or the creator or the writer because i don't think i would be successful at it looking knowing what i know now
0: well i, I i'm honestly the opposite i like what i want i started at three Arts really t- like trying to convince myself that i was like i'm going to be an exact like a development exec, because that's because so, you were t- you get told like i was told through all my internships all of that if you can do anything besides like write or act or do any of that do it and so i was like okay oh. i will try and then i remember this one assistant who's so sweet and was really like trying to like play like Hollywood junior with me. Like, I was like, let's get on the call and just like, like let's just like talk about like projects on both of our slates. And like, let's just like, that's like, just like kind of a uh, moonlight as execs. And like, she was killing it. And then she was like, how about you guys? And I just truly like froze. And I, I was like, yeah, we're working on a few things. Like and <laughs> pretty much just said that and then like hung up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was it was literally in that moment I was like I can't I literally I can't do that I can't do yeah. this this is a muscle I don't have and don't know how to flex and I guess I'll actually have to write that script now so <laughs> tying it back to manifestation I the first like two and a half years I was out here could not write like a single lick like not a single word was calling myself a writer aspiring writer to not write a single word and and, yeah yeah, absolutely. It's just suffering and allowing yourself to suffer. And like, obviously, slowly over time, I started going back to therapy. I started surrounding myself with the right kind of encouraging people. And you know, slowly but surely, it dipped a toe and like I wrote like ten pages. Honestly, like the thing that changed everything for me with um, JC was like Emma Ketchum and I. Who um, Emma is very talented um, writer as well. My roommate, um, my principessa, as I call her. That's Italian for she's princess. an angel. She's not Italian. <laughs> 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 um we um were like let's like over one weekend um it was like a long weekend let's like write at my brother's this is emma's brother my, my brother's bungalow in silver lake because he's out of town and we'll just like have a writer's retreat and i did that and that was like the first time i actually like spent time writing and it took me a year and a half but finally like i got to this place where i was like you know what Mike, just start writing and just don't stop. And I, I wrote like an 80 page draft of like my script, my first sample. And the day I finished um, my, my sample and I like, I pressed the final period on my script and I was like, I'm done. I'm not kidding. I was on the rooftop of Restoration Hardware in Chicago the day before my cousin's wedding. And I felt this like gust of wind and like this gust of like spiritual wind inside of me because I finally was like, I could do this. I could actually do this. And like an hour later, I got an interview to work for my old boss, Gabe Liebman, on q Force. And it was just like one of those things that like the pieces also just fell into place at the right time. And it was like that moment of like that deep, the source, whatever it was, like I actually for once, like actually allowed myself to connect with it and just believe it. And I do believe that like, so I believe to a certain degree in manifestation, but I think it's not the like, I will get staff. I'm just saying that daily. It's like it's like mm-hmm. this like deep guttural belief that like you will do it and you can do it.
1: Yeah,
2: that's so beautiful. I got chills when you were telling that story so about restoration
1: I. hard. Did you okay. study storytelling? Beautiful restoration
0: at at NYU. <laughs> <laughs> the Gallatin School would Make It Up, but like <laughs> I no, but it was I. So like ever since then, I really try and tune in and like listen to those moments of like like there's a lot of times where I feel inferior going to a stand-up show or going to an open mic and it's like once again that's such like the lizard brain fear mechanism speaking and letting that drive you but it's like when I kind of weed walk my way through it and I look deeper it's like I know I'm still showing up and I'm going to these things like there's there is a belief that I'm going to do there and I'm going to get there even though the mm-hmm. fear tends to win a lot of the times that it has won I'm actively working on it, not winning. If you were, Have you read War of the Art? I'm in the middle of it now. Wait, Art of War? Oh, fuck, that's it. Art of War, yes. <laughs> War of the Art. That's a book you're going to write. <laughs> War, of War of the Art. <laughs> a memoir. Art of War, Art of War. I just started it last week because they were talking about it on, oh my God, this is like Inception for podcasts. They were just, they were talking about it on Poog. And so I was like, I'm going to buy this book. And then I started reading it and it really is just like, I connected with me immediately. I haven't That's read so cool. I should.
2: I've read like sections of it. My mom has it. And I remember asking her, like, can I borrow this book? When I was like either in college or after I moved to LA. And she was
1: like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it so much. You can't take it with you. Do you think she like highlighted passages and like scribbled Probably. in it? Like weird stuff. Isn't is your that mom an the artist? Weirdest?
2: She's not, but, I, but both my parents are creative in their own ways. I'm for sure. sure. I mean, my dad is an artist. He's a landscape architect. That's a little right. different, but it's uh, so I hot.
0: Think... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, tell your dad that's so hot. I'll be sure to relay.
1: <laughs> Mike, uh, what does your dad do?
0: <laughs> he is uh, a corporate lawyer.
1: <laughs> okay, that's, that's hot. Tell your dad
0: I said that. <laughs> <He's hot. laughs> Jer- he is Jerry from Succession.
2: There's something very like comforting and nice about just
0: having that, like, like a cush job like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he loved it. He's retired now, and I think like all he has is his spin class with his um, spin instructor he's been going to for like fifteen years, Julie. That's really all any of us have, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Start working. You Peloton classes. girls? Are you Church of Peloton? We are. Oh, we are Church. Peloton girlies. Yes. Are you? Well, okay. So here's the thing. So Emma, I got a boyfriend, JC. I'm sure you know TJ. He's my I like, favorite. I my saw, favorite but like statement. I don't
1: know. Like I knew, but I you didn't, need like, to I,
0: know because once you know, you will know, and it's he's special. I love him to death. He lives on the st- same street as us, and that was not planned. He just does live on the same street as us, and he lives in like the giant apartment complex on our street. We're oh, in, like, I know a- exactly. What you're yeah, we're in a cute duplex. Um, we live above our uh, love above our that. landlord's mom, who I, I just found <laughs> out is turning ninety to three. Wow, which is crazy, and she like goes for walks every day. Like I just like she looks good. Homegirl looks good. I was gonna guess like seventy five. Wow, good for her um okay maybe like 85 but still like (laughs) (laughs) looks good but he now lets me go to his gym which has a peloton so now i've been i've been subscribing to cody ribs cody ribs do you
1: have you guys take have you taken an xoxo cody class i have not no mike so the xoxo (laughs) classes basically so like the xoxo cody classes he has always like a pop diva playlist, always. Bet, but then yes. he answers like fan questions and like gives advice on the ride. So the ride goes by so quickly because he's just like spewing shit the whole time. He's like, Little Miss Spinster wants to know, what should I do if my boyfriend thinks I'm ugly? And then he's like, bitch, break up with your boyfriend. Next question. It's like, it's great. You'll love it. I want to do that.
0: I'm just always distracted by his giant Disney tattoo. On his, Me too.
1: on his arm.
2: Oh my what God. happened there? I mean, Trauma. A... <laughs> I mean
1: I'm, yeah, not, that's... I'm not
0: coming for him. He's the we, only I, don't, person... I like him. I don't
1: want to talk shit. I but... love him. But I also like he is the only person I know who's gotten COVID like truly four times. <laughs> I mean, I don't know him, but he's the only person I follow on social media that has gotten COVID four times. Four times. I've, I, I have not so. been kissed. I have not been kissed yet. I had it. I got nor that have owned. I, to my knowledge, but it's yeah, that's, never the,
0: that's, that's the tea. It's, I think to my knowledge, I think that's the truth. Yeah. At some point, we probably mm-hmm. I feel like I must have gotten it at some point. I don't know.
1: You'll never know. We'll so let's never just know. hope for the best. Um, there was one thing I wanted to cover before we let you go. Let's talk about your monthly show. Tell the folks about your live show where they can come see you.
0: OK, um, I'm also remember I, I didn't sell it well. The show is called "Happily Ever After," my animated show called Happy Ever After," and basically tying it back to Cody Ripsby's, uh bicep Disney tattoo, it is pretty much like gay Disney for adults. Is this is the, it's Shrek meets Sex in the City? Is the short pitch? I'll leave and I'll leave it at that. Sold. <laughs> um, and then the monthly show is called "Our Stepson's Comedy Show," and it's the first Monday of every month at El Cid in Silver Lake, and it's. Co-hosted by my best friend and wife, Anne Sundell, who is, I think, the funniest woman alive. I'd love her to death. Would would die for her, would take bullets, stabs, whatever for her. A saw, a full Saw movie, I would do that for Anne. She Emma should be Prices on the it.
1: podcast. That's yeah, so would be of... a,
0: she would be a fun, she would be a fun cat. Um, but basically we we hosted in character as Krista uh Krista Font. Krista Bell Fontaine and Lorraine Fontaine, who were both married to and divorced from the same man, and are still close with their ex-stepson, Toby Fontaine, who's an aspiring stand-up comedian with uh, stage fright and a So they host a monthly show in their back porch uh, every month in hopes that he will do a set at the end of the show. <laughs> and spoiler alert, he never does a set. So every month they <laughs> have to do it again.
2: <laughs> we love it. That's amazing. I need to come to your show.
0: Yeah, it's super silly, super fun. We get amazing comedians. Um, We try to really populate the list with whoever tickles our funny bones and then, you know, people we want to either give a platform to or people we're huge fans of and anyone in between. Maybe the super duper natural girls. (laughs) I'm not giving up on that.
1: (laughs) The soup dupes, natural girls, and uh, Hans Zimmer are going to make an appearance. Mike, thank you
0: so much for being on the show. Thank you.
2: I couldn't have asked for a better experience.
0: It was all over the place. Yeah. Well, good. Thank you.
1: This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh.